Welcome to the new Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prinz, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm senior editor, Christine Barakat. You may know Equus for its articles on horse care in veterinary research. Our goal with this podcast is to highlight another important aspect of what we do at Equus. We have fun with horses and we celebrate how they enrich our lives and bring people together. We've chosen our favorite essays and articles that have been published in Equus and capture that spirit. In this new audio format, they take on a new life. Some stories are funny, others are touching, and a few are a little sad, but they all contain some universal truth about what it means to love horses. For this first episode of Barn Stories, we've chosen a true tale from our archives. True tales are reader-submitted, true-life horse stories, and we've published them since the very first issue in 1977. They've always been one of the most popular sections of the magazine. True tales tend to be very heartwarming, almost a little too much for my taste. But every now and again, we get a true tale that hits a different note, but still illustrates how horses teach us about ourselves and ultimately make us better people, even when we don't feel that great in the moment. This particular true tale, written by Julia Dake, does just that. It's the story of a young woman and a difficult horse, or what seems to be a difficult horse. Smoke isn't mean or unruly, but he just isn't inclined to be cooperative, and Julia finally has to give up. But eventually, she comes to a realization about where the problem lies, and it's not with smoke. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to see themselves in this true tale. I know I did. So let's enjoy Looking for a Leader, written by Julia Dake and read by Taylor Autumn. When I first saw Smoke Dancing, he was living in a small herd, caught between two combatants in a contentious divorce where neither would care for the horses. Their pasture was growing barer, and they were getting more and more pathetic as the days went by. The old cowboy who was helping me make my choice told me about the gelding's breeding. He stood 16 hands, gray and elegant, with a thoroughbred body and a fine-boned Arabian head. Two hot-blooded breeds poured into one horse. He clearly needed rescuing, and I had no doubt I could gentle and train him. All you need is love, right? I soon nicknamed him Launchpad, because, well, that's what he turned into for me. I have asked myself many times since, what was I thinking? The only excuse was that I was young, barely an adult, and still thought I was unbreakable. But that was before smoke. The horse could dance. Usually it would go something like this. Some horrendous horse-eating creature, often a leaf or a paper cup, would spring from the underbrush. After staring in horror for a nanosecond, he would spin and accelerate with astonishing speed. If I was not yet unseated and on the ground, smoke would stop as suddenly as he had started, spin and rear. And if I was still on his back, smoke, having now long forgotten about the horse-eating creature, would then duck deep between his knees and try to bring his rump up over his rear. By this time, I would almost certainly be down, in the dirt or water or gravel, then, without so much as a backward glance, Smoke would flip his tail up over his back and trot, gallop, or amble off, depending on his mood. Now the fun began. Catch me if you can. I am a stubborn woman, and this horse was not going to best me. Cursing like a sailor, 
I would track that gelding down, and eventually he would give up, usually because he was ready. More than once during my frustrating searches, I would look up to see Smoke standing close, staring at me as if he did not understand my problem, all of which was only the prelude to our next battle, getting Smoke back into the trailer. And now a quick break for a word from our episode sponsors. As the first designer of synthetic rugs, Weatherbeta has been offering innovative blankets for more than 35 years. Their revolutionary Confitec range is designed to conquer the elements and your worries. From materials to fastenings, each product has been developed with optimum comfort and fit in mind so that you can ensure your horse is always protected. And with years of experience producing the highest quality horse blankets, Weatherbeta has become the world's leading equestrian brand. Whatever the weather, wherever you are in the world, Weatherbeta has you covered. Long before any of the famous natural horsemanship trainers came on the scene, I did not yet grasp that all of this was my own problem, that our contentious relationship stemmed from my own inabilities. Back then, I was just angry. More than once, all I wanted was to get my saddle off his back, get in the truck, and leave him behind. The last straw came suddenly. After many months of training, I thought Smoke and I were reaching an understanding. Smoke disagreed. When I regained consciousness, with Smoke waiting for me at the edge of the arena, I considered the burning in my ankles, the pain in my shoulder, the broken elbow, the broken foot, the place below my eye where he kicked me, and I stopped. Smoke won the last round. I was four months pregnant and could not be stupid any longer. This part of my life was over. I placed an ad in the newspaper that afternoon. Two days later, a man arrived at the barn, trailer in tow, and asked to try my gelding. In the cross ties, Smoke stood like a statue. I had always approached him cautiously and lowered my saddle gently onto his back. This man slapped, and I do mean slapped, a polo saddle on and tightened the girth. Smoke stood quietly. The man slid a bridle onto his head and led him out into the arena. I was still waiting for the dynamite to explode. When I rode, I would step onto the mounting block and ease gingerly into the irons. This man leaped up onto smoke and settled in. The horse remained calm. I was confused. The man gestured to his friend to bring him his polo mallet. The other man walked up to smoke, swishing and whooshing the mallet through the air. The horror of a paper cup or a mylar balloon couldn't possibly compare to this monster. Yet, Smoke stood quietly. By now, I was getting mad and starting to reconsider my decision. After all, I hand-gentled this gelding. I was the first on his back. I saved him from a potentially terrible fate. I rode my first ever dressage test on this horse. We placed last, but we were there, and that counted for a lot considering our relationship. The man in the saddle took the mallet and started swinging it over my gelding's head, around his shoulders, across his back. He tapped him with the mallet lightly on his legs and flanks. Smoke just stood there. I was stunned and oddly proud. My first adult horse, my nemesis, was exhibiting all the traits I tried to teach him and always, always knew he had. Off the pair went on a nice trot, the mallet still swinging and swishing. 
Then a lovely canter, a really lovely canter, the kind of canter I would dream about. The man whooshed and swung. Next, in a feat I thought I would never see, he rolled the gelding back onto his haunches, changed leads, and raced off at a gallop, still swooshing and swinging. All the things I knew this gelding could one day do, he was now doing for a total stranger. This went on for about ten minutes. The expert horseman, as I now thought of him, galloped smoke to the center of the arena, hauled him to a stop, and dropped the reins. Smoke dancing, a.k.a. launch pad, stood perfectly still. The man stroked his neck and jumped down. He strode over to me with smoke quietly following and said, I'll take him. He's going to make a good polo pony. Apparently. Unsaddled and waiting in his new halter, smoke dancing was as beautiful as I will always remember him. Well-fed, lovingly groomed, vetted and shod, he was going to be a polo pony. I patted him goodbye and told him to have fun. The expert horseman handed me my money and pointed smoke dancing to the opening of the trailer. True to form, at least his new form, he walked right into the trailer without any hesitation. Smoke gave a long call as they pulled out of the stable yard and flipped his tail in salute. Years and many horses later, I now understand that my gray gelding needed something I could not give him at the time. He needed a leader, someone who would make him feel safe, even in the grip of a horse terror. He needed, no, he required, a rider who was strong and confident, and would, in turn, give him the confidence he needed. My own tentative and hesitant approach only made him nervous. If I were upset about crossing the creek, he was upset about it as well. If I, the leader, was afraid, then certainly there must be something to fear. Step up, mount up, and ride off. That was what Smoke needed. No tiptoeing around, just get on and ride. The mallet-swinging, polo-playing expert horseman did exactly that. Before my wondering eyes, I saw my rescue gelding become a strong, confident horse. Smoke dancing went on to have a long career as a polo pony. I saw him on the field one time, and he appeared to be doing exactly as I told him. He was having fun. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.